Now, cool, we've got some kids. I know it's school holidays and there's no kids' church today, but I, I need some kids' help. Um, I'm going to start hands. Hands are pretty amazing things. Anyone got hands? Did anyone bring them this morning? Yep. Tough question. How many fingers you got? Five. Oh, eight. eight. And two thumbs. Okay, that was an easy one. Bones. How many bones do you reckon are in your hands? In one hand, we'll go with. Lots. Correct. 47. Less than 47. I got to tell you, I had two conflicting websites yesterday telling me two different answers. So 27 27 is right. If if you said 29, I'd say awesome. Okay, got one for you. How many joints? There's more than I counted. Really good. 29. Okay, how many ligaments are in your muscle ligaments are in your hand? Do you want to have a go? Guess. 100 and something. Awesome. 123. Well done. That's good. Did you know that your fingertips are the most sensitive part of your body? More sensitive than your eyes. The nerves on your fingertips um, are the most sensitive part of your body. It's pretty amazing. Hands are phenomenal things. And, and they're really flexible and they're strong, but they're sensitive. They're amazing tools. This last little while we've been doing a series. For the kids, you haven't been in here because you've been out at Kids Church. So you didn't know that we were doing a series looking at three really important things. Loving God, loving one another, and loving your neighbours. Three really, really important things in the way we run church, in the way we we do our lives, in the way we relate to other people. Um, These are really fundamental to that. And sometimes we think love is a nice idea. It's a nice thought. It's a nice feeling. Ah, isn't it sweet? They're in love. I look at my beautiful wife and my heart skips a beat and I go... Ah, and you'll go, ah. But that's not the love we're talking about because love is a little bit more like hands. Love is about action. Hands are tools. They're tools for doing things. And, And the love that we're talking about here is not a love that you see on the movies where two people get together. This is a love that's a love about action. So, hands. Hands are practical. They're about action and purpose, and we use them for millions of different ways. We use them in millions of different ways for millions of different tasks. Now, have you heard the phrase, sitting on your hands? Does anyone know what sitting on your hands is about? What does that mean when someone says, you're sitting on your hands? You forgot your gloves and it's really cold. Yeah, yeah? What do you reckon sitting on your hands might be? Yeah? No? Inactive. Inactive. You're doing nothing with them. Correct, exactly. Okay, what about crossing your hands? Grumpy? Cold? Closed off? You don't want to do anything? Unhappy? You're deliberately deciding not to use your hands. So we've got these hands that are awesome tools for doing things, but we can also sit on them or decide we're not going to use them. Now, hands aren't always like love. Can anyone think of things you can do with your hands that might not be so good? Punch somebody. That's right. Anything else? Kill somebody? Steal. Yeah. Slap someone. There's lots of things you can do with your hands that aren't that nice. Bad, bad gestures. We're going to get to that a little later too. So not, not bad gestures, but yeah. No. The hard thing is when we talk about using our hands like love, it actually can be quite challenging. It's not always easy to know what a loving thing to do is. 
it's not always easy to know what actions that we, we use or, or what we do to be loving. And in this series, we looked at a whole bunch of different things. But right now, I want to give you five things that will help us decide what loving is, will help us make the choice of using our hands and using our bodies and using our minds to do loving things. And that just so happens to align with the fact that you've got five fingers, four fingers and a thumb. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with this one. What do you call that? Pinky. Pinky. Harder question. Why is it called a pinky? It's not always pink. Depends what skin color you got. It's because it's small. That is correct. But it's a bit trickier than that. This little pink went to market. It's not a piggy, it's a pinky. <laughs> I didn't know this until this week. In Dutch, pink means little finger. So pinky just means little finger. How weird. Who would have thought? So pinky is a little finger. And this little finger reminds us that love is humble. Yeah? Just a little finger. And it reminds us that when we love, it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about being a hero. It's not about being proud or arrogant. Love is selfless. And the little pinky reminds us that love is selfless. You remember this? This is the first one you've got to remember. What's the pinky? Selfless or humble. Humility. Humble or selfless, yeah? Humility. The next finger. What do we call the next finger? Ring finger. This one here. Now, has anybody, has anybody been told that the reason why we wear a ring on that finger? Only one that has the vein that leads to the heart, right? It's not actually true. They're all the same. Someone did make it up as a good idea once, and a lot of people still believe it today. There's, there's, it, it's all over the place, but they're actually all the same. But that doesn't make this finger any less special because they're all five are different, and that one is very special. So I want you to do a little experiment for me. I'm going to do my hand around this way so it doesn't look rude. Hold up your little finger and stick your thumb out. So your thumb's not holding on to anything. That's the main thing, yeah? Okay, let's go to the other end. Try the other finger. Can you do that? Good, good. Now let's try the middle finger. A little bit trickier, which is why I'm doing it backwards. Okay, sorry to the person behind you. Okay, okay. Now try it with your ring finger. Oh. Now you know what? Oh, pretty good. You can't get it straight though. Do you know what? This is the only finger that shares muscles with the fingers around it. It doesn't have its own muscles. Like it doesn't have its own, it actually shares them. So it can't, apart from Peter's, he's got magical fingers. Um, it can't actually go straight on its own. It needs the ones around it. So this one is going to remind us that love is compassionate. It means that, that love is about, about compassion, about your heart for others. And the ring one would have worked nicely. It would have been a nice, nice example that, that the, the vein goes straight to your heart. That would have been good, but it's not actually true. So, so yeah, so that finger is, is about love, about compassion, about heart for other people. Yeah, can you remember that? What's the first one? Humility. The second one? Compassion. Compassion. Beautiful. Now, what's the next finger called? The rude finger. Tall man. Tall man. I like it. That works really well where I'm going. 
Middle finger. Yeah, middle finger, tall man. That's right, middle finger. And this one reminds us that love is strong. Now, it's tall and it's the, it's, the, it's the strongest finger of your four fingers. That's the strongest one. But this is not strong as in like a bully is strong or maybe a boss at work is strong. This is a different sort of strength. This is a strength that says you keep on going when it gets tough. This is a strength that says that there is always hope. This is a strength that says that it is worth fighting for. It's worth trying hard for. Yeah? So when we remember strength in love, it's a little different. Okay. Next finger. The pointer. Index finger. Pointer. Now, this is a little bit tricky. This gets a bit hairy because love and truth, real love, true love and truth are very, very closely linked. Some people don't like that. Don't like that idea that love and truth are linked. But love points to truth and truth points to love. Now, again, it's not like a policeman telling the cars which way to go. It's a love and a truth that helps people, that points people. Because 1 Corinthians says, love delights in truth. It delights in truth. Tom, are you allowed to eat as much junk food as you want? Not in your house? Yeah, cool, cool. So, so some people would say that love is all about feeling good. And if you're not allowed to have junk food, and that might be good, might enjoy that, then does that mean your mum and dad don't love you? No. What about sleeping for as long as you want and skipping school? And what about punching someone? Do you reckon that's, that's cool? Your parents let you do that? No? All these things are things that sometimes make us feel good, but feeling good doesn't always mean it's right. And when your parents discipline you, it doesn't feel good, but it's a really loving thing to do because they want the best for you. They want you to live a life that's awesome. And that's why love and truth have to go together. Because God wants us to live a life that is awesome. That is the best life. He's planned it. He's designed it. He's made it so that it is awesome. And yet, it wouldn't be loving just to let people do not awesome things and not live the life that they could live, that they, that they should live. And so there's this link between truth and love. Okay, so remember what that one is? Truth. The next one's a thumb. Gaming finger. <laughs> I'm just going to call it a thumb, but I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Do you know what it's called a thumb? It's a, it's a tricky question. I didn't know this either. It comes from the word tum, T-U-M, which is a very old root word for swollen. What else, what else do you think we, get, we use the word tum for? Tummy. And should someone say tumour? Did I hear that? Yeah? Tumour. Yeah. Tumour is another word that comes from tum. It just means swollen. But something significant about the thumb is that it opposes the rest of them. It's the opposite way round. And it sticks out. And true love, real love, the love that God wants for us, it's sticking out. Now, this one's a bit weird. It kind of doesn't make sense. Because do we all think love's good? Yeah? Yeah, love's good? 
Do we all want love? Do we all want to give love to other people? Then why does it stick out? Why does it sometimes feel like it's weird and bizarre and it's not what people want or what they're doing? Real love is actually quite challenging. And real love is, is like the thumb that sticks out. And of the, all the fingers, the thumb is really fat. Because when you stick out, you've got to be strong. You've got to be strong and you support all the other fingers. All really good for making a decision, a choice, an action of love. And it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, what circumstance it is, you can always check as long as you've taken your hands with you. If you've brought your hands, you can always go through and work that out. But on their own, they're actually, they're actually quite weak and they actually do some twitty, pretty twisted things. So what holds them all together? The palm. And the palm's like the Holy Spirit. Because all these things are great ideas, they're awesome, but unless they're held together and they work together and they, like you think about any one of your fingers, can't really do much on its own. These things have to work together and they have to be used the way they're meant to be used. And so they're actually put together and used with the Holy Spirit. Another really interesting thing, do you know that there's actually no muscles in your fingers? Really amazing. Guess where all the muscles are? In the palm. It's phenomenal. So all the strength that the fingers get are from the palm. What's the palm? Holy Spirit. So we've got this beautiful picture of these things that we use all the time. We use for all different sorts of stuff. And they paint a picture of what love is like. Okay, now you've got to remember that because I've flipped, flipped the message backwards. So you've got the, the, the five points first. Because now we're going to go on to the absolute guru, master, champion of love. Easy question. What's the answer? Jesus. And when you look in Scripture, every time Jesus talks, every time he does something, every time he goes somewhere, this stuff oozes out of everything. And sometimes we get confused and things get hard. We don't know what the answer is. And these are great. Remember these things. But Jesus just gives heaps and heaps of examples of what love looks like, even when it gets hard. Actually, before, before I get there, I've skipped something. What happens when you hurt a finger? Ouch. A bruise? That's my finger. Doesn't go straight anymore. It started straight. But playing basketball, someone's elbow hit my finger. And it went sideways. And I smashed my bone up into four or five pieces. I actually thought I just dislocated it. And my mate's dad put it back together. I drove home like this, and I drove to work the next day like this. I moved my mouse to the other hand because I couldn't use my finger. And I kept going till Friday. I thought, Tanya was in Sydney at the time with Youth Dimension. And I thought, Tanya was here, I'd be in trouble. I really should go to the doctors. So Friday afternoon, I went to the doctor. And the doctor said, you really need to get an x-ray. I went, really? Oh, OK. It's bruised and swollen, but... It'll go down, won't it? And so the x-ray person said, so when are you seeing your doctor next? I haven't booked in to see my doctor again. I think you need to go back to see your doctor now. <laughs> so he sent me back to the doctor and 
moved on and they designed this contraption to try and hold the joint apart to make sure it still moved. And I spent three months doing like this. You never would believe that doing this is so phenomenal. It took me three months to be able to do this. And each fortnight, the physiotherapist would measure the angle that I could get, how straight I could get it and how curved I could get it. And I did exercises and work just to be able to do this again. It's amazing. And it still doesn't go straight. But it's amazing when all of a sudden one finger gets hurt. Do you know what happened? This whole hand's pretty much useless. It's phenomenal. It's super sensitive. It's super strong. And yet it's actually quite fragile. Love's actually quite fragile. Now we can move on to, to Jesus. Jesus had a really, really tricky situation. And it, we read about it in John 8. And what happened was he went down to the temple and he was teaching. And while he was there teaching, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, those who were, were gurus, who were the smart people about the Bible, came up to him and they brought someone with them. It's, it was someone who had stuffed up, who'd done something wrong. They'd made a promise to God and they'd have made a promise to their husband and they hadn't kept it. Now, these people were quite happy to have found someone like this, which is a bit sad, but they were more happy to be able to take him to Jesus because they wanted to trap him. So they took this person to Jesus and they said, the law of Moses tells us where we should stone this person for, for breaking their promise to God and to their husband. So what do you think Jesus did? He actually ignored them. He started riding on the ground like he hadn't heard them. Now, people may have a whole heap of nice ideas about what he wrote on the ground. The Bible doesn't tell us what he wrote on the ground, but it does say that he wrote on the ground. And the King James actually says, it has an extra little piece there which says, as if he didn't hear them. I can't remember what the phrasing is, but it's along that line. So anyway, so he kind of ignores them. But guess what? They wanted to get him. They wanted to, they wanted to pin him down, and he was, he was a great teacher, and they wanted to find a mistake. So they kept going, kept asking, kept asking. And finally, he said to them, whoever hasn't sinned, hasn't done anything against God, you can throw the first stone. And then guess what he did? Started drawing again. Back to his drawing on the ground, like they're not there. He probably did really like drawing. Well, he was a teacher, so he might have been, been drawing on the ground because he was, he was doing illustrations, because he was teaching people. There were heaps of people there, Holy people came to hear him teach. So there was, it wasn't just two or three people. There were, there were a number of people there. And he liked his drawing. But what actually happened was these people realized none of them were without sin. And it started with the oldest person, probably the wisest, or the ones that spend the most time, have spent most of their life and so they know their sins. I don't know. But the oldest person left, knowing they couldn't throw a stone. And it's kept going one by one until there was no one left apart from the woman and Jesus. Because do you know who the only person there that was eligible to throw a stone was? Jesus. He was the only one that didn't have any sin. And he said to this lady, where's everybody gone? Where's the people who said that you did the wrong thing? And she went, they've gone, they've left. And Jesus said to her, you know what? 
I'm not going to condemn you either. I'm not going to condemn you. And then he said to her, but go and don't sin again. Go and sin no more. It's an amazing picture and it's a, it's a twisted picture. It's like the thumb that sticks out. Because all the, 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 the crowd, the group of people who were the, the powerful people, they came to trap Jesus. But his love, his love stuck out. It was against the flow. He had to look silly in a way. He had to look different to the way everyone else was going. The tricky part is they thought they brought the truth. And they did. The truth was she'd done the wrong thing. But they'd only brought part of the truth. Because the truth is that God is compassionate, slow to anger, quick to forgive, and full of mercy. That's the love that God brings. And so they didn't actually bring all of the truth. So who do you think Jesus showed love to? To God? Yep. Yep, he was honouring of God. Everyone. Do you think the people that came and accused her and wanted to stone her felt like they were being loved? Do you think they felt like being loved? When they, they were being loved when they left? But how amazing that Jesus was able to convince them not to go ahead with this thing that they were going to do. It was a very loving thing to everybody there, to the woman. And this is where it gets really, really tricky for us when we want to love because it's not always easy. Jesus didn't make it about himself, did he? It wasn't about Jesus. He was happily doodling while they were having their rant and rave. He showed compassion to the woman. He was strong. He didn't compromise. He, he was going to love it at, at, at all cost. He stood out, even though everybody else was on this, agreeing on, on what they wanted to do. But he didn't compromise the truth. He didn't actually tell the lady that she'd done nothing wrong and it was all cool. Did he? He didn't actually tell her that she'd done nothing wrong. He said, go and sin no more. And if you look at any picture of Jesus, any story of Jesus, and I've picked one that's a bit tricky and a bit, bit, bit hard to think about, a bit controversial in some ways, because it's a real wrestle for us as believers who know the truth, who know what God wants, for us to act in a way that's loving. Once upon a time, some people would have called this a Christian nation, but it's not a Christian nation. There's many agendas, many opinions, many thoughts, many ideas that aren't the way God wants it to be. And that makes loving even harder because sometimes people don't feel like you're loving them because they don't feel good about stuff. And it makes this idea of being truthful, sticking out, being strong, being compassionate and being humble actually really challenging to do. And I didn't want to do this series on loving God, loving one another, and loving your neighbours with, with pretending that love is something that isn't hard. And it's not just sticking out because you sometimes look silly. It's sometimes hard to know what love is. 
what the loving thing to do is. And it's hard to be balanced in that, to actually be balanced across all different areas of what love looks like. So it might sound like a nice little picture for kids, but we wrestle with this every day. And I know if you're like me, I don't get it right a lot of the time. But I don't want to rest on that. I don't want to stop there. I don't want to make that, oh, well, that's enough. I want to be strong. I want to persevere. I want to press into the truth and understand. I want to be compassionate. I want to be humble. It's not about me. And I don't want to, I don't want to shy away because I'm going to look like an idiot. This is actually something that I'd love our kids to know, but I need to remember this. I need to look at this story and go, wow, what a tough spot Jesus was in. How do you show love in that circumstance? How do you do that well? And we might not ever be in that circumstance, but we wrestle with love every day, with every decision we make, with every person we interact with and don't interact with. So I really, I really want this to be something that we don't shy away from. Being loving is being light in darkness. And Jesus never shied away from stepping out and loving to the point that he gave up his life for it. If you want the ultimate expression of those five things, Jesus did that on the cross. So I just really want to encourage us. Kids, I want to encourage you. Think about those five things. When you wonder whether, you know, maybe your mum or dad's struggling with one of them, maybe you could remind them. <laughs> but but I, I don't want to settle for second best. I don't want to settle for mediocrity, complacency, comfortability. We've got to stick out and we've got to do this and do this in the Holy Spirit strength. So I just... I just want to really encourage us not to treat love as a nice idea, but like our hands, something that are designed to be living and active and used every day in every circumstance. Let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you so much for our hands. I had no idea before you gave me a picture of hands how complex and how intricate and how sensitive and yet how strong these tools are. And Lord, like our lives, they can be used to build up your kingdom or to build up our own. And Father, we want to be people that shine your light into the darkness, that bring your hope, your plans and purposes, your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. And there is no way we can do that without you. Lord, we can try, but it's useless. So, Father, I just ask you, I ask you as a group of people that want to do this and do this well, Lord God, to help us, to continue to reveal your truth to us. Lord, help us not to shy away, to cower back, to be afraid. Because you didn't give us a heart of timidity. You wanted us to be bold. Not because we're awesome, but because you're awesome. So God, I just pray that you'd remind us, you'd challenge us. 
You'd encourage us. You'd bring people around us to help us. That when we say we want to have a revolution of love, Lord God, it's not just a dream. It's not just something that we use our lips for, Lord God, but we want to use our hands for as well. We want to have hands that serve. We want to have hands that are raised, holy hands that praise you. We want to have hands that embrace our brothers and sisters and let them know they're not alone. We want to have hands that reach out to people that are helpless, that have, have been treated badly, that things haven't been fair for them. We want to have hands that give to people when they've got nothing. Lord, we want to have hands that reflect your love. Lord, we thank you so much that Jesus gave us an amazing demonstration of what that looks like. And Lord, we just ask that you would be our portion, our strength. You would bring us humility, compassion, strength, truth, and the boldness of sticking out in the world that desperately needs to know your love. Thank you, Father.